Welcome to the first Cunning Plan podcast. Um, we're uh, going to be doing this hopefully on a regular basis, uh, sort of covering off some of the uh, interesting things of the day, um, having a general discussion about various uh, different kind of uh, marketing subjects, hopefully providing some useful and, and possibly even interesting information. Um, different people every week, hopefully, probably these three quite a lot. Um, first, let's just I suppose, introduce ourselves, shall we? That's sort of the smart thing to do at the start of a new podcast. I'm James. I'm Ali. I'm Joe. I'm Molly. There we go. That's who we all are, so make sure you remember that. Um, so we'll start off um, every podcast, we're going to start off with a kind of what's going on in the world today. Um, so we're starting off, we're talking today about social media. Um, I think that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're talking about social media today. I knew that I prepped in advance, so I knew exactly what's, what's going on. Um, so we're talking about social media today, um, but we're always going to start off with kind of a general round robin of what things are going on in the world right now. So, who would like to start? Yeah, I'll go. Um, so, Vodafone have released, well, they're releasing soon a um, new system for under 25s called Voxy mm-hmm. and um, so it's basically like data plans for the younger ones that um, there's like more um, internet and less like text messaging and phone calls because people of our generation are doing that apparently um, so they've got like a lot of um, they've got like a lot of different like Martin images of like all these young people like in cool colourful like, clothes and all that and I mean, they think it's going to be a good idea because they think they're getting into, like, they're trying to tap into that market, but the backlash of it is, like, it's definitely classes like stereotyping, and you can't really bracket all under 25-year-olds into the one, like, umbrella that they've done. Um, so, yeah, like, it's launching, I think, tomorrow, I think, and... Like, I think it's about four or five different data plans and then they're actually doing, like, all the social media. Because they want to basically start, like, a kind of um, social community around this boxy and try and get a lot of interaction for young people, so... Are they offering the things? Um, it's literally data plans just now. But they did say they're going to go into... They're trying to link it with, like, Freshers Week with, like, student events happening mm. and everything, so they're properly, like, getting so is it, into... Is it a student sort of... The, they're going after students with it as well. Basically, yeah, like, yeah. Place. So that it's anyone really under twenty five. How young are they targeting? Um, I would probably say mainly kind of like eighteen to twenty five because right. it is from the imagery that they've got. It is like very much like kind of students, and yeah, people of like people yeah. wearing backwards caps. Yeah, <laughs> trying to be cool. Baggy trousers. Exactly. Skateboards. Um. Well, it's just they're doing more data plans for. Um, internet so it will be cheaper because they're really lowering down like the text messaging and the yeah. phone calls and all that but they're just up in internet, you know? well exactly so I mean it is pointless in a way um, like mm-hmm. having like text messaging in the first place but yeah these days yeah God, no, <laughs> people that don't they don't have iPhones you use WhatsApp for them yeah exactly yeah. so most places I mean, most plans don't have like unlimited text messages now anyway. Mm. Most you mostly mm. you know unlimited mm. calls, but I guess the lower 
the lower level stuff like pay as you go as well and stuff like mm. that. They're still, they're still charging for those. Yeah. yeah, mine's unlimited tax. No, no. <laughs> it's interesting how they like you know how they do that how they what sort of visuals they use to try and relate to does it like I haven't seen the visuals do they look kind of they're just like, they're very good very youthful or is it like a slightly out of touch uh, it's useful? very stereotypical like they're trying too much I think because they've got like um, try to put this multicultural students mm -hmm. and they have them from all different backgrounds and they have like but they've all got kind of like the same like kind of streetwear style, which a lot of people our age don't. But it's more like stereotyping for yeah. Yeah. So what a they think when they are. Kind of Middle-aged marketing person puts together exactly. what they think a yeah. generic yeah. thing yeah. youths look yeah. like. They've all got the hoodies on. They've got their skateboards. We'll go backwards. I'm sure. Well, one of them is actually in a skate park. Of course, they are. Of course, they are. Because that's where so, youths hang out. Exactly. So I've seen them. Stuff. Cross stops. Drinking white. <laughs> Still with white lightning, that's what they do. As far as I'm aware, I see them. But cool. yes, so um, we'll see how that pans out. Is Voxy with an X? V yeah, that's a, yeah, that's, that's cool. when you know. You know it's cool it's got an X. <laughs> that's, that's, how do, that's how you do it. Have you got Joe? Uh, interesting article on The Guardian I read earlier this week about how people are trying to push their ads on Facebook to a wider audience and get them in front of more eyes. And this is about boosting other people's content so that's in this example they used a review of a restaurant restaurant published it on their page hit it from the timeline and you can still promote it that way but then it doesn't look like their own content because it's written by someone else it links to someone else's page but it's promoting their own product so I thought that was quite an interesting way of getting around the whole because ads obviously come up quite obviously as an ad from a particular company it's quite clear where it's come from this is a new way of getting around that whole idea of an ad being an obvious ad if you promote someone else's content it's well hidden in that respect and the idea that you can still hide it from the page keep it on the page whichever you want to do but you can still promote someone else's work through your own ad account and boost it that way which I thought was, was pretty interesting for a lot of these bigger pages like Lad Bible as well they're looking at ways to sort of make their content look more organic than it already does it's already halfway there but you can still if you don't follow Lab Bible, you still see a lot of their content. It still mm. stands out as being quite <coughs> heavy, but this certainly looks like a new way of, of getting around that, which is quite interesting. So we could, so, just so I understand, so you can post, you could promote other people's content on your own page, so if someone... Yeah, so if someone got a review of any type, of, of a shopping centre, of a hotel, of, of whatever, you know, if it's a good one, five out of five, whatever it is, you take that from, if it's a blog piece or whatever, you take that from their blog site, put it on your page and promote it and then Facebook sees it as your own content and then the ad manager, you just throw it through there and put your money behind it and it goes out to, you know, you choose your audience as always, but when people see it, they won't think, oh, it's just a normal bit of that person's content. They'll think it's someone else talking about your own So it page. shows up as, you know, Joe's been talking about this thing. Exactly, yeah. Even though it's been paid for by... Yeah. Mr. Brown over here. Exactly. It shows up as, you know, one of your friends has said something or something. Yeah, it just makes it look a lot more natural. So people might be more inclined to read it in that in that respect rather than just reading something on your own page. What so, about the person who's posting it? Do they have permissions for it to be. That's it? where the legal loophole is at the moment because there is that issue where people have. The Guardian was saying there are a few people who are saying, well, you can't use my blog post, but yeah. it's, it's published on Facebook, so it's in public domain. So. Yeah. 
Presumably it's only works if you publish something publicly, I imagine. If you, yeah. if you post it on the timeline of another of a brand or something like that, if you mm. they can't you obviously if you just if I posted something on my personal yeah. timeline only to my friends and there's no brand. Exactly. This is looking for people who are bloggers who are publicly putting their pieces out there and opinions. And there is that legal alcohol because these guys want to be paid for their content, but at the moment there's no way around it because at the moment no one's started doing this. It's a very new trend for promoting ads. So I'm sure there'll be something to tie it up soon. But at the moment, the Guardian Pretty Confidence is something that's going to be around for the next couple of years before they can get their lawyers on it to, to tie it up because Facebook don't mind. It's you know pumping more money into their ad service so that they're not putting it at the top of their list to, to sort out. So it'll be interesting to see what happens this time next year with it. But certainly the way ad- advertisers are looking to promote content now. Mm, interesting. Molly. Yeah. Um, I've seen quite a few celebrities are starting to wipe out their social media. Taylor Swift did it. And she literally deleted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> deleted everything on her Instagram page and then put up a few supplement messages with snakes. He's a lunatic, though. Yes. Yeah, before her new album release, but didn't give her fans a heads up so everyone was talking about it so it's a good way to market the new album and then Alana Dahl raised it this week as well but she's already released an album so no one's quite sure why <laughs> she's doing I that I don't say like quitting social media is a new way so instead of just ramping up your social media content yeah. just quit it completely yeah. and <laughs> that would be the story yeah who did then um and then cheer and quit as well she said it wasn't mean yeah <laughs> Kanye West has done it before yeah another there's a side note, it's in a little Just trend. So they're doing it, so they're, they're quitting. To get everyone speaking about them, because Kanye did it before his clothing line came out. Mm. And now Taylor's done it, and now Lana Del Rey, so I don't know what she's going to do. There we go. They're still on social, they just delete every single mm. post that they've yeah. had. What? Like, what's the, like, I don't. Because get, get people that are aware of their stuff gone. And also, mm. quite a lot of them, what they do is, like, because. Now Instagram pages are like actual kind of like collage type things. Yeah. yeah. So like they release like if it is like Taylor Swift or something, they release like part of the snake, and then another mm. part, another post, and then it all comes together to create this one big snake or something like that. Yeah, I mean first and foremost, it's not Taylor Swift doing it. It's some well, yeah, obviously, yeah. marketing yeah. corporation <laughs> that uh, yeah, but it's quite good. Presents themselves. You right? actually get like the bigger picture, and then a lot of artists are doing that as well with like album covers, and they have all nine of the photos. Yeah. As mm-hmm. one of the albums, which is like yeah, really it does look nice when they do it. Mm, mm. Definitely. But yeah. So. We actually did like a little thing some, <clears throat> you know, like a year or so ago. We did like we were experimenting with making Instagram like websites where you make each each image tags in another Instagram account. IKEA did one um, where they basically had all nine images, had all different products in it, mm. and they made a new Instagram account for every one of those different products. And you could tag in that other Instagram account each one, so you could actually tap, you could actually click on images and take stuff through to another image, and then it would take you in closer, and you could yeah. see more products across each nine. Thing making that loads of wow. collages linking together, it's really, really yeah. taking away all that. We tried to do a couple of them, but it was just that yeah, they were they were so time consuming. You just couldn't get no no clients were really up for mm. um, spending that amount of time on creating mm. something like that, which was ultimately a pretty niche. Um, niche thing at the time but it's it's something that's quite interesting there you go Tay-Tay's off uh, Twitter (laughs) (laughs) she'll be back she'll be back Um, 
Cool, okay, very good. I'll apologise in advance. Periodically, I'm going to look down there. Um, there's not a mouse or anything like that down there. It's just that that's where my computer is, and I'm a bit paranoid that this isn't going to keep recording. So, so don't worry about it if you're stressed about why I'm looking over there. There's nothing, there's nothing dangerous down there. Um, so that was great. Thanks very much for that, everybody. Um, what we'd like to sort of spend a bit more time talking about today is the state of social media. Um, which networks are performing well, which ones are working well for brands, which ones should you be on if you're thinking, ah, oh, you know, I don't know which one I should be focusing all my attention on. Should I be worrying about Snapchat? Should I be thinking about spending more time on Twitter? Is Facebook really the be-all and end-all of everything? So we're kind of going to chat around that a little bit and do a little bit on, on kind of which ones really are big and which ones are coming up and which ones should we perhaps be keeping an eye out for. So where should we start? Should we start with the big one, Facebook? Um, Facebook's been talked about quite a lot recently. Uh, one of the main things that's in the news like this week was about that they're seeking deals with record um, labels and publishers to protect users from copyright violation, to find the royalties. Um, so for instance, when a user is uploading a video and you have that little and it's like music in the, and it comes up with that little thing saying that this could have copyright infringement, sometimes it won't let you upload it. Now it will, because Facebook will have the rights to those, that music. Um, so it's kind of suggesting that Facebook see themselves more becoming like a publisher rather than like platform hosting and other people are responsible for their own content. They're actually being responsible for it. So this would be in a similar fashion to the way YouTube does the same thing, mm-hmm. where you upload a, a video and if you've used a track that they've got a deal with the artist, then you can use it. And if they don't have a deal, then it, it says you can't yeah. use it. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, they're working on some kind of software as well. I think it's going to be called Watch, but that'll take about two years for it to come into action, which will troll through all the videos that they don't have the rights to. Okay. Um, so that can actually help with things like you, you mentioned, Joe, you were doing a Facebook Live and they were using some music in the background, and that got. Immediately they picked up on the music and they won't let you publish it as soon as they pick up on, on anything mm-hmm. like that. So interesting to see where they go with that mm. so it worked like it, it was it broadcast live okay because it, it's not that sophisticated exactly it was, just, it was when you went to publish it later on that it, it kicked it out exactly so yeah I was live fine and then as soon as I clicked you know publish to, to newsfeed that's when it came up with you know you don't have permission to do this etc um, so we had to take the sound out and publish it that way so they're very sharp on it at the moment because even if things aren't being used as a soundtrack it's actually just being played in the background or something like that mm-hmm. if you're anywhere if you're anywhere like a restaurant or anything like that with background music it will pick up on that it seems yeah that's interesting isn't it? so you, that, could, that could easily be an issue for you if your people are mm-hmm. you know, yeah. filming each other when you're out and about or anything like that in a shop or wherever else and you know, that sort of thing so, massively yeah. Yeah. it's interesting isn't it that they're you know do we think that's the thing we think the social networks need to be taking a bit more responsibility for the content that's on there or do you think it is you know I remember stuff about you know there was stuff about Pinterest as well you know some while ago about them sort of stating basically that the users are responsible for their own content and their own use of copyright and if they get sued it's not you know it's not our problem mm. um, whereas do we think that, you know that's been a thing for taking more responsibility I think with Facebook because it is such a big advertising platform now and it's big money maker is through video and video mobile advertising and it's probably a good thing that they are doing that I think with that as well like with the video thing like obviously 
I think because Facebook is kind of like struggling right mm. now, like video content and images is their main thing now. Yeah. So you can totally tell and understand why they're going more of like the YouTube platform and more of like the actual mm. image platform. Um, because their, their main thing before was all about like kind of like statuses and all that type of yeah. thing. But now they've realised, yeah. <laughs> but now that they've realised that um, with like YouTube still huge mm-hmm. and obviously then you've got Instagram and all that as well it's all about the actual multimedia so yeah. you get an actual like, visual definitely you used to be able to scroll through Facebook and be like album uploads or exactly. faces and now it's always videos yeah. 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 it's not your friends because that's just what nowadays everyone wants is mm-hmm. like more visual content mm-hmm. definitely see I can completely imagine why they would do that with the copyright yeah stuff. Yeah. Spending millions on it, saying in the news as well. So they're investing quite a lot. Yeah, into that's it. Not, I, I can't imagine that's a cheap, yeah, cheap thing mm, to be doing. I mean, that's the way that they want to go is to be more of a publisher in the social network. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Okay. Mm. So how is it for you know we're talking about Facebook in terms of for our you know for brands and for you know some of our clients mm. and you know, people people watching clients and things like that. Is Facebook still, you know, is that where we should be focusing all of our attention or is it still a place where you can go to get that, you know, set up a free account and still just talk to everybody and still manage to get out there and, you know, be heard or is it kind of, you know, do we need to be starting to look at, you know, look at other options? I would completely say Facebook. I think for me as personally, like, it's more legitimate if a company does have Facebook mm-hmm. because it's still one of those things that everyone does have and you do utilise with it yeah. and I mean I, I still I mean we all do on a daily basis we check Facebook all the yeah. time and so I would definitely say it's always like a good one to have um, maybe not post as much but the stuff we do post it's like about a lot more content but just less amount mm, to make sure it's visual yeah uh, mm. and that's the main thing is to make sure it's like properly attractive yeah because um, I definitely know if there was there was a company that say I was like shopping with or something, and they didn't have Facebook. You would be like, really? Like, yeah, you kind of. And a lot of it is just yeah. the legitimacy of it. Mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah, you don't really trust a company who's not got a proper Facebook page. I feel. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I I, I noticed when, you know when I recently were looking at restaurants and things like that, and and the links through TripAdvisor were mostly to Facebook pages. Yeah. They'd got people who'd set up Facebook pages and they didn't even have a website or anything like that. It seems like it's not it's like it's just you just kind of have one of those. Whether you whether you post on it regularly, whether you're actually active on it or anything like that, it doesn't seem to be you know that's not the most important thing. It's just mm-hmm. like you just have to be there, whether it's your focus, you know, for content marketing and things like that is another question. But just like not having a not having a presence there is just yeah. it's just yeah. Be, yeah become the de facto like yeah I think base yeah, point. you've got to have a page I think it's becoming more obvious that the way Facebook is set up you need to have ad spend if you really want to push your content out there it's all good having a page that's fine a lot of people if they're looking for information or want to complain or write a comment etc it's the best way to get in contact often and uh, actually emailing the, the old school way of emailing the centre or hotel or whatever but you'll find if you really want to get your content out there, you need to have a good ad budget because if you don't promote that content, it's not getting anywhere beyond the sort of small audience that you might have that's online at the time. So that's that's the other issue. If you've got a Facebook page, it's probably post less, 
because then you can spend more budget on those individual posts to push them to a wider audience. So on the content side, that is the one downside of, of Facebook because you don't want to be pushing too much because you need to save that spend for the individual posts that you're, you are making. That is the one probably drawback for me with Facebook. So it's become very much an ad platform. Yes, yeah, see, see, I think you were saying before about you know wanting them people to have a page, but mm-hmm. uh, see, I'm not as keen on that because I think that it's a bit like a lot of those, you know, even decent sized businesses, they set up a Facebook page and it is not, it's not monitored, it's not yeah. got, there's no regular content on it. It's like sticking a suggestion box out the front of your shop and never ever looking at it and never opening it and never doing anything with it. And it's, it's almost potentially a, a bigger problem because you go on and they think, oh, they've got a Facebook page, I'll ask them a question or I'll send them a message and you never get a response to it. And you think, well, that's, you, you know, I'm already now thinking, oh, that's a bit, that's a bit rubbish. You just, you build that thing and you, stuck some stuff on Facebook and that's it I think you know it's a bit like if you're not going to you know if you're not actually going to use it as as a networking platform you can't it's not a website substitute it's not a kind of build a Facebook page instead of having a website instead of doing something else so no. you can host all your information there or maybe Facebook needs some sort of this is not a managed page or this is not a you know kind of this is just a directory this is you can get yeah. the phone number from here but this will not be responded to I know they have kind of a bit of that with normally responds within you know yeah. 17 years or something like that yeah. but you know maybe they do need to, to sort of tear that a little bit so that there's people that do regularly respond and then there's the ones that just where it is just a it's just where you can find the opening times or something like that I think as well though, like with Facebook um, they have that thing that in the middle like of the app the Facebook marketplace the one in the middle when like it's actually like selling stuff yeah. mm. so it's, there is that whole side of it as well where like it is also in a sense kind of like a website and for a lot of smaller companies that would be their website would be Facebook mm. um, because it's a way for actually like kind of selling their goods and all that mm. as well so can you put I mean, I to, I mean my wife is constantly uh, rummaging around on that sales app buying random uh, pieces of paraphernalia from the local area but <laughs> There's, is that something that brands can do? I don't know, can they sell oh, yeah, products on there yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah, brands can do it as well. Yeah, um, you tend to think because it's also kind of like in a way what Depop's kind of like. Okay, yeah. Um, so like you you probably wouldn't find the likes of like the huge brands like Adidas and all that doing it, but you would yeah, tend next to find next time put their directory no, on there. No, but yeah. um, you would definitely find with a lot of like smaller like local independent shops especially clothing brands you would find that like, they would like an eBay store that. or something yeah, like that uh-huh. like, go essentially ahead. Okay. Um, so yeah I mean I guess for the small brands it might be quite a good thing depending obviously what the company is um, interesting so Facebook still relevant yeah. still the biggest but perhaps not um, the be all and end all yeah for, uh, for engagement yeah especially yeah. for younger people yeah okay so how about Twitter? That's always our kind of number two focus. Yeah, so Twitter is an interesting one. I think a lot of people were were calling it sort of death nail maybe a year or two ago. It wasn't growing, it wasn't financially viable, it kept you know making a loss every year. But yet it's still around, brands still rely on it, it's still massively important to how people receive and, and sort of engage with news. Uh, President Trump has certainly helped that. He essentially does all of his sort of opinions on it now Mm. so he's definitely brought that back into focus so while a lot of people are saying you know it's it's ad platforms perhaps not as sharp as facebook's and it's not quite as 
quite as sort of tailored to specific content brands who are looking to push their content out. It's a very good news feed. It's become very good for breaking news and people constantly on there for the immediate up-to-date news that no other platform currently can compete with. So if you're looking to release a product or you're building up to a countdown to something, Twitter's probably where you're going to want to do that because it's a live audience and things are very quickly engaged with and snapped up. And no one else, no other platform at the moment is able to recreate that despite everyone saying it can't compete. There's clearly still a little sort of section of social media that's still very strong. I definitely do that, like, especially with like programs like Great Bitch Bake Off and all that. Like, you, it, go yeah. on, you go on, you go, you can just look at the hashtag and you just like, it's constantly updated mm. with like everyone and the latest news. So it's like, yeah, yeah that's, I would say for me, it's definitely still. It's, Less so that yeah. like I tweet, but it's more literally just you for just want to see what's going on. And when those when Bake Off, Game of Thrones, when they cut to outbreaks, the hashtag will come up on the screen, and it'll just. So there's an acknowledgement there that that's what the right is the time when you're going to send out. That's how it looks. Yeah. Yeah. So it's exactly it's very relevant for that. But for brands though, I mean, I think kind of yeah, following the news, I get it. Following yeah. mm. getting involved in a conversation around a TV show or something like that. You know, how are, how are brands doing on, uh, on Twitter? It's an interesting one. I think you want to, it's for that, it's for that breaking content. If you've got an announcement, if you've got, say, someone performing or things like that, and you want that kind of, you can do the live video side, but it's much better to announce and maybe direct them to another section. So you announce, so we do a lot of Facebook Live links, we'll put on Twitter as a, to catch that live audience, which Facebook doesn't let you engage with so well. Whereas on Twitter, you put that Facebook Live link, a lot more people are going to see it and then go to your Facebook page. So that's how you could manipulate how you're pushing your content. You still keep it on another network, but you still announce it on Twitter because the audience size is probably larger who are going to see it through so many different timelines. So that's how I think. Mm-hmm. Plus, so, a lot of brands yeah. would like completely utilize like, hashtags and that. So, I mean, even I, I think it was like IKEA that did it for Game of Thrones. It was actually something they did and they related. John John Snow's cable wasn't it they found out it was, yeah. was that yeah. something yeah. like yeah. that and then they jumped on that and then it went viral just because yeah. of the hashtag I just think you shouldn't plan tweets really that much on Twitter anymore it's not really that mm. beneficial it's more just instant what's yeah people yeah. aren't engaging with it if you've planned it out and it's just like what's going on and you jump on it that way I think much more reaction yeah if mm. you can be mm-hmm. So that's where, you know, brands, how can brands be successful on Twitter? It's, it's more around not necessarily planning out your next week's worth of tweets, but actually yeah. thinking about what's happening in the world today, right now, what can we get involved in? So it's a bit we're chatting outside, which is making, you know, we can hear that, but they're gone now. So um, yeah, so, you know, we're trying to kind of jump on conversations that are happening rather than mm-hmm. just sort of, exactly. you know, Shouting some random statement in the middle of what you know, walking into someone else's conversation mm. and shouting about yeah. your product when yeah. they're in the middle of talking about something else, it's kind of yeah, mm. it looks a bit exactly. Look at, what's, look at what's trending, see if that can relate to what you're trying to talk about, and see if you can work it in that way. I think uh, you can also you can pay to promote a hashtag, so that's a lot for sort of bigger companies uh, would do that because then it will turn up on the trending side, so people will click on it, and then that's that's obviously a lot of money for the bigger brands, but. Mm. Certainly the hashtag way of looking to push your products or, or announcements is, is certainly the way you do it on Twitter, I think. Okay. So what's next? Instagram or 
We've got Snapchat actually next, haven't we, I think? Oh, my fave. <laughs> See, Snapchat, I, I think that's the first time I realised that I'm getting old <laughs> when I figured out that Snapchat is like, it's very confusing. Somebody showed it once and they put uh, some cat ears on my head, but that was about what I understood of Snapchat. So, Why, but I've actually got stats, about Snapchat. Right? I've got stats. So there's 173 million daily active users in Snapchat, right? Um, the average daily user spends 30 minutes on Snapchat and 71% of Snap users are under 34. So that kind of shows the demographics very young. Mm. Um, and people under 25 use Snapchat 40 minutes um, average daily, which is more than Instagram's latest statuses for under 25s. So it shows that Snapchat is... Because in Snapchat, it's not just like browsing through social media, it's like communicating with people. And it's where a lot of people use Messenger on that. And because it is, again, instant, like very multimedia friendly is it um, and a lot of the time messages disappear so and a lot of people like that yeah. you can't really go back and view the receipts of what you said before um, but it's definitely like a really it's very very up and coming for like the younger people um, I really like it mm. yeah, it's interesting when we've, tra- we've dabbled with it for brands I think lots of brands have dabbled with it mm. I don't think I've seen a brand that has like Really nailed it on Snapchat. I don't know. Kylie Jenner, Kylie Jenner's brand, but that's literally like it. you need to be like the top, top like, yeah, celebrity. Yeah, you kind of, kind of yeah, it's yeah. a celebrity brand, which yeah. is a different thing to a company brand. Oh, like high it? fashion. You tend to probably get them. behind the scenes at London Fashion Week and that sort of thing, which people want to see. Yeah. Not something where it's just like a brand yeah. selling. Like, Shoes or whatever. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. If you're if you're a yeah, or if you're like a movie or something where you can wear that behind the scenes yeah. sort of get the inside track kind of something that people really want to get involved Victoria's in. Victoria's Secret is like yeah. really good for that with their Snapchat. Okay. Because they obviously have it like throughout like the months leading up to it and then they have like all models and all the interviews and all that. So it's more kind of, in a way, newsworthy. Mm-hmm. Because Snapchat's got um, like on the story section on the right of it, they have like actually news. So like brands like The Sun and um, Cosmopolitan and all that, they have their own wee sections. So then you click on that and then it has like all the news of that, but it's all like multimedia, so it's like videos and stuff. So a lot of like those type of brands are doing stuff like that. Um, I don't know how Snapchat picks what the top ones are. Because you know how when you go into... Yeah, it's just always there, the sun. Yeah, it's like always the same ones, like The Sun, Cosmo, The Guardian. And so I don't really know how they pick which ones no. are there, or if it literally is just kind of the, the magazines. Yeah. But that's how, like, a lot of... But the general rule as well is that they're all celebrity news, aren't they? No, The Guardian is on it. Not The Guardian, no. Yeah, yeah, but all it all stuff. tends to be, like, it's just relevant news, mm-hmm. and obviously yeah. because the demographic it's relevant to that is, demographic yeah. is, you know... Because it is a lot younger than... Yeah. It's very, more very, very slightly mm-hmm. outside of just... <laughs> I think they were saying Snapchat's now overtaken that 13 to 24 market. They now dominate that market itself. So if you are a brand that's targeting that kind of younger audience, then that Snapchat is now where you go for that kind of for that kind of uh, advertising, which is interesting. That's been able to beat out the behemoth that is Facebook. Yeah. 
I was looking at some stats, some stats here. I don't know where they're from. There's some random stats here, but um, but it is interesting to look at how even where kind of ranking the social mm. network apps and things like that. So if you think we know how massive Facebook is, so what do we think? What do you think is bigger, Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp? WhatsApp. Wait, isn't WhatsApp owned by Facebook? Yeah. yeah. I think WhatsApp. I think Messenger maybe. I would say WhatsApp definitely. WhatsApp by a hundred million. hundred million. Everyone's got the WhatsApp groups, haven't they? Yeah. Just everyone was forced to get Facebook messengers, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah they yeah, they sort of really did shuffle everyone across mm. that when mm. you think they've got two billion people or whatever it is on Facebook now. Yeah, exactly. Announced that that's yeah. actually, you know, quite a small portion of those people that are on West. It's 1.3 billion, it's quite a lot. It's still quite a lot, yeah. They're both, they're both doing, they're both doing alright. I mean, mm. that's the, that's the most important thing. There's one on this list that I've never heard of called, like, WeChat. That's um, a Chinese thing. Okay. Mm. That's in there, number three, QQ Chat, in at number four, then Instagram, QZone, no. Viber, Line, and then Snapchat. You'll find the a lot poultry, 200, 200 million. Very, very... Uh, Vine was the um, video call. Yeah. Mm. It's like WhatsApp, but for video call. But yeah. I'm pretty sure WhatsApp and now. Yeah, they've got their own one. Got their own one, so that's interesting. That's still in that top ten, but... It's interesting, there's, you know, I think we kind of get very focused on the ones that are relevant mm. in this country, but there are obviously, yeah. you know, massive, massive networks. So we've talked a little bit about um, Facebook and Twitter mm. and Snapchat. <laughs> It's based on vloggers that mainly like dominate in YouTube and that's what's making it so much more um, like appealing to younger people as well and it's how they've still got that market is just the vloggers and all that and you can see that Facebook's trying to get on that platform with them but they've just not got the same amount of like exposure as YouTube has um, so I would definitely say that YouTube's one that's still it's stagnant but it's like good if that makes sense like it's still dominates yeah there's nothing that would take over from it yeah yeah it's, it's like so a, you know it's like saying you know it's like a television channel yeah, for, yeah. and for yeah. you know for a lot of kids and for a lot of people it's, it is like it a television, is television channel it's, that's what they watch it's just it's there um, and it's unlikely to get you know to get overtaken so how can how can today how can brands be successful on um, YouTube say through vloggers like, yeah utilising yeah utilising them so sending their products whatever to these vloggers that have got huge following and getting them to review them also obviously have YouTube adverts and things like that depending on the size of the brand because mm. everything you watch now has got an advert on there so if it's a car advert or beauty but if it's like a smaller brand that's just starting off it's the best ways to use a vlogger like ASOS and Primark they're like two major ones for this like Primark uses a lot of vloggers mm. for like yeah like fashion hauls and likewise with ASOS I'm sure ASOS did it with Zoella and it's like she buys, uh, they supply her with a lot of stuff, and then she just shows it all on camera. Mm. Um, and again, it's just promoting them, it's making them. And then Primark did it with that, uh, I can't remember what her name was, uh, but then 
from that they put that on their YouTube channel so they linked it with her and then so then people would drive traffic onto her YouTube, uh, Primark's YouTube so that's definitely I would say the most effective way mm. to it works in any industry really mm. so just finding those influences and yeah. kind of getting them yeah, yeah. Them seems to be an influencer for every industry. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Obviously, there's often a you know there's often a cost involved in that. Yeah. Because people are not you know they're not stupid. They've got millions and millions of followers and mm-hmm. you know subscribers to their YouTube channel, so they're going to be you know some of them charging big money to be um, to open your product or to play your yeah. video game or whatever else they might be they might be doing. But yeah. I think you know uh, we've done stuff before, haven't we? But we've kind of done competitions to find people to visit our you know visit our clients or do interact with our clients mm-hmm. things like that and, and finding those people that are maybe kind of on the cusp or they're, they're interested in getting involved in vlogging but they perhaps don't have the audience they perhaps yeah. don't have the kind of mm-hmm. the profile already but they're keen to get involved in it sometimes that's mm-hmm. kind of a good way to get get out there and get involved yeah. and things like that how about more like branded content so if you're doing like an advert you know an advert for Christmas or you're doing like an interesting short video or something like that is can that still be is, you know is YouTube still that's the best place to be kind of starting off with that kind of thing I think yeah I think you've got that that move now YouTube has definitely dedicated itself to longer form content they've they've accepted defeat that you know Facebook and Twitter have got that 30 second video stuff and below down to a T what a lot of people are doing is putting a long camp the sort of full campaign on YouTube then they'll cut the videos up, put them on the Twitter and Facebook, but still push back to see the whole campaign in its full on YouTube. And that's sort of where they're, a lot of brands are making a lot of their money is they still have those big videos. Like Adidas have a lot of their football videos that have featured loads of different footballers across like three or four minutes worth of a video. But you only see, say, certain sections of each footballer on Twitter and, and Facebook. So there's still room for that larger branded content for sure on YouTube. But the shorter stuff is definitely where you're moving away from that to Twitter and Facebook mm. and Instagram that's and of course yeah, yeah. the shorter videos mm. Mm. okay yeah YouTube's definitely for the longer videos definitely still got a place you just need to promote it a bit more broadly and like you said it's like a channel mm. being able to use it for ads well, it's super easy to be able to turn yeah. one of those videos into an ad I think also what I've noticed as well I'd say you know the reason that you're watching this today, if indeed you are one of the two people that are, um, is that, you know, maybe let's not get too stressed about making this the most highly polished and highly produced mm. thing in the world. I think that's kind of, mm. we've all been guilty of that in the past. Like, we're going to do a video, then we need to get our professional videographer in, we need to edit something absolutely amazingly, and need, everything needs to be lit perfectly and, and absolutely wonderful. I think you know we've certainly realised that, and we've seen that with a lot of our clients. That actually, just getting something out there is is as important, and, and maybe not worrying so much about making it absolutely perfect. There's still a place for those, you know, those perfect videos, those kind of things that we've spent an enormous, you know, enormous amount of time polishing and making just just so. But actually, just just get stuff out there because most of the successful stuff on YouTube looks real. It looks like you know it's more authentic. Enough. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. Cool. So that's kind of YouTube still still massive. Um, the one we haven't really touched upon, and I think kind of sometimes you know it's sometimes seen as the third the third option after Facebook and Twitter, but clearly um, already way ahead of Twitter in terms of the number of active users on it is Instagram. 
Where is Instagram at the moment? What are they looking to do going forward? And what should we be, you know, where should people be focusing their efforts on Instagram? I definitely think with Instagram, like, yeah, it has this completely over the years, like, with the amount of celebrities that are now utilising that purely for um, their first form of contact with, like, um, like their nice imagery and all that. And um, it's the one that gets the most amount of likes as well. Like, you know, it's a photo on Facebook, maybe, like, again, talking about Kardashians. One of them posts a photo on Instagram, they'll get millions of likes, whereas on Facebook they only get like thousands. So that's why a lot more celebrities are using Instagram a lot more than they are with Facebook. So that's why it's driving a lot more people to Instagram to use it for that purpose. It's just because it's more aesthetically pleasing, it's more just just images and videos. So it's so much more popular in that Mm -hmm. sense. And also, you can, a- you can actually find so many more people on Instagram with their discover part, because um, obviously it takes like, your followers, like who you follow, and it naturally just makes a timeline of who you should follow. Whereas like Facebook doesn't do that. Facebook has a thing down the side that says people you may know mm. or something, but it's nothing compared to what Instagram's like. Mm. And likewise with Twitter and Snapchat and all that, they don't have the same effect, I personally think, compared to... Instagram with their the way they have it anyway the way it's set up is just so simple and yeah I think um, with Instagram as well it's becoming more like trying to compete with Snapchat like how Snapchat has the, mm-hmm. the story now Instagram has that and brands can show a little snapshot of what they're doing behind the scenes that sort of thing and it's just visual content and it's there you find as well Facebook's now starts that I don't Facebook's one though it's just not taken off through Messenger they're doing it aren't they um, well actually on the app what you can I was probably connected with Messenger yeah. as well but on the app just at the top there it's all um, stories but you find no, well, I don't really it. like many no. celebrities but yeah there's like nothing on yeah. that because it's never really taken off for them um, I think that also from a, from a business point of view I know Instagram's now got proper business pages haven't they yeah. and you can put in calls to actions and you can actually kind of more easily engage with people as a business and I think it's it's moved away a bit from that kind of issue where it was when Instagram started same as when you know when Facebook started and we were all creating um, personal you know personal profiles for businesses and trying to get people to kind of yeah. like us as a, you know pretend you're a person and stuff then it's kind of it, it's a bit of cloak and dagger and a bit like trying to yeah. make something decently sort of hacking it really to do what you want to do Instagram up until you know it was early this year really when they, they introduced that you were still yeah. having to do that you were mm. a brand was having to be a person and now that's changed and now introduced more more kind of options for things like that what which brands do you I mean do you have brands that you guys follow do you yeah. you know yeah. things that have worked well for brands on Instagram I always follow fashion brands or jewellery things like that and just always visually pleasing please that's yeah I think yeah. the companies that would utilise the most with are the very visual ones mm-hmm. like you have all your fashion brands your Adidas Nike all yeah. them and then yeah like you said food as um, well yeah that's big one for yeah. restaurants um, travel though as well like different places mm-hmm. I think Anything that's yeah. visually pleasing, barbers. I follow a lot of barbers. Bar- barbers. Mm. That's quite. Uh, Even like the tiny specific ones. Mm. Okay. Um, and a lot of them do really well on Instagram as well, because you have like the thirty second videos where like, it's like we cut aways of them just slowly doing the hair and like before and afters and all that, and they're so yeah. I love them. Like I cannot get enough of them somehow. Mm. Well, videos. Well, Cosmetic clinics as well. They get a lot of followers. Yeah. Mm. 
and like all makeup like before and after sort of things yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. and then the really quick makeup tutorials and all yeah. that that you have as well mm-hmm. um, and then obviously that's where that links in with YouTube where like you have the wee quick 30 second ones all the, like the YouTubers on Instagram and you click forward and then it goes onto YouTube for the it's whole bit of yeah. how this works um, mm, interesting but yeah and it's free content user generated content for well, travel companies as well people using Hotels.com in a hotel, great picture of a lovely view. Hotels.com then use it on the Instagram feed, and that's wonderful advertising for them mm-hmm. as well. So it's a huge, huge uh, source of content for that as well. Yeah. How has the um, you know the introduction of the algorithm was obviously you know there was a huge uproar about the fact that mm-hmm. it wasn't just going to be chronological anymore. It's going to there's going to be an algorithm in place mm-hmm. to kind of bump up content and mm-hmm. bump it down and you know and that kind of thing has that uh, affected things in that doesn't seem to have rocked it, it too much um, but I think it's definitely been better because a lot of the time especially if you're following thousands of people like you will literally you, you'll barely see anything because it's so quick yeah. and the amount of people that are doing it all the time it's like Twitter in a way um, but at least with this with this new setting it's like you can actually see the ones that you really want to. It's the ones that you like go onto the pages and most isn't it? Stuff like that. That's how they figure yeah. it out. I think brands do better because otherwise you just putting something out there and it's gone like Twitter. Mm. Yeah. Whereas this is the more likes it gets, it's going up, and the more mm. people follow it. And yeah. Obviously, it's benefited as well by the people that are spending money on Facebook yeah. and pushing money through there, and that's kind of exactly. So that's the downside. Is it, it, it Instagram used to be a place where a brand, you know. Same like on Twitter, I suppose, mm-hmm. but to some extent, you've got that. You've got as much chance as everyone else. If you do a good piece of content, you share it, you know, you put it on there well, you've got as much chance as everyone else. Whereas now we're back in the same ballpark where mm. if a brand's got a lot of money, they are going to have a better chance of being successful on you know, yeah. Instagram than, than a brand without any money. Yeah, that's because Facebook owners, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, you, know, <laughs> so, you know, it's all about the ad platform. But yeah, yeah. Like I've seen, you know, how about things like special offers and stuff like that? I mean, I don't, I think they don't seem to work quite as well with people is kind of mm-hmm. trying to put on to Instagram a bit of promotional collateral or a bit of a you know yeah. we've got 50% off you it's know clocks today or something. I would yeah. say it's not that effective no. people are still quite strict about what they want to see on Instagram they want to see yeah. really polished you know well designed stuff if you stick a promotional stuff like that it's just not it's not hitting the right audience you're not mm. you're not you know thought through what, what you're doing on there you, you either need to sharpen up that image and make it really, really eye-catching or just don't do it. Just yeah. put it on Facebook, put it on Twitter or catch more of an eye. People on Instagram are still very picky about what they want to see on their, on their time. Yeah, so I think that's really interesting with Instagram is that you talk to different people and everyone's got their own little kind of view of what mm. they want to see on Facebook. I don't want to see other people's kids. Yeah. Exactly. Pets, really. Like seeing trees and Please. plates of food that's sort of it really other you know things like that you know it's not I, for me it's not facebook it's not like facebook is where i'm expecting to see loads of pictures of you know other people's children on the beach and stuff like that mm. and i can you know hide them um no i'm only kidding i love all every, everybody's <laughs> children but you know like instagram feels to me like it's more it's a bit more like a gallery, like I want to see yeah. a exactly. really nicely composed photograph. I don't want to see, you know, I don't really want to see one person's day out 
and 20 photos from yeah. that person over the course of one day. I want to see like the best photo you took that day. Mm. There should be a limit. That could be the introduce a limit of you can only post one photo a day on there. So you can, it's got to be like you've got to pick your best one. Yeah. You've got to mm. pick your best one, otherwise it just that'd doesn't, be stressful. It doesn't yeah. Yeah. That'd be too stressful. You didn't cope with that. I'd need to bear at that point. <laughs> But I think that's it. It's a funny thing, isn't it? But I do. I think it seems like people universally agree that they don't. You know, they, if you're trying to promote a restaurant, you want to see just a really nice picture of the food. Mm-hmm. It's more important than mm-hmm. we've got a two for one on pasta. Yeah. It's like yeah. they, they actually you're much more inclined to think oh, that looks that looks really good. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not that difficult to take a good photo and make it look nice and you know put a little filter on it and stuff yeah. like that. They give you the tools to do it. So yeah. Exactly. Mm. Nice. Okay. Any other, uh, you know, networks, I suppose, of these we've covered, this is a pretty brief overview of some of the biggest ones, some of mm. us there are, we know, millions of other, you know, opportunities to get, you know, to get brands out there. And I think over the course of the coming, you know, months, we're going to talk a little bit about specific industries and specific, um, specific areas, specific ideas to try and uh, get, you know, things we've used for some of our clients, things, you know, ways that... You know, people with bigger budgets could try and approach this and most with smaller budgets could try and approach this and stuff like that but this was kind of designed to be a bit of an overview of where those you know where those networks are and where people kind of ought to be spending their uh, you know spending their time and spending mm. their effort and I think it's, it's pretty clear that Facebook still relevant still really important if you've got great video content then get it up on you know, get it up on YouTube but then make sure you cut it up and syndicate it and get it out amongst the other platforms Instagram Arguably more important than Twitter, more users, you know, more mm. important that it should be really should be a focus. Twitter's that you know place where you're going to get that that news, that you know that that instant piece of information that you want to do. So if you're launching something, if you're doing something that's timely and exciting, then get that you know get that on Twitter. Snapchat is still a bit of a mystery to me, yeah. but hopefully over time, uh, Ali and Molly and Joe will teach me more about that. <laughs> I'll be sending pictures of things to people before you know snaps snaps, yeah. snaps. Yeah. I do want to know what a snap is <laughs> cool well thank you very much for uh, for watching or listening depending on how you have uh, ingested this podcast um, bear with us uh, please give us feedback if you think it was brilliant if you didn't like it very much um, we're very very fragile so Go just easy. don't say anything just keep it yourself that's absolutely fine and um, I'm sure it would improve over time and we will get better we're back um, next week we're going to be talking a bit about uh, design um, and chatting with some of our designers about some different things there but again let us know if you've got ideas or things you'd like us to talk about then please feel free to uh, send them our way and we will endeavour to uh, to chatter on the couch about them later on sofas on the couch not on America <laughs> um, anyway, goodbye. Thanks for having us. Bye. Bye. <laughs>